Hey now, it's Brace for Impact, and I'm your host, Mike Gilbert. And I'm joined, as always, by JD, by God Oliva. How you doing, JD? I'm good, man. Just watched some Impact. Had practice before that. A little sleepy. <laughs> good to go. <laughs> yeah, so you were, we're recording a little later tonight because you fell asleep uh, putting your kid down, right? I did. We had uh, <laughs> My kid is supposed to have soccer, and it got canceled because it's done nothing but rain here the past four days. So he came with me to wrestling practice today. So we were together and then we had dinner and then I came home and put him to bed and then I fell asleep when he fell asleep. So Dude. I was catching up on the show a little late. Yeah, that that happened to me the other night and my wife came in like I was you know, trying to get my daughter to bed and I was laying in a bed with her and I fell asleep and it was like 930, not like late, but not you know terribly early either. Yeah. And she came in to wake me up to tell me that I fell asleep. And I was just like, what are you doing? I'm like, just let me sleep later. Yeah, I'm doing? already out. Why? <laughs> yeah. Like I looked at, I woke up and I looked at my phone. I'm like, I wonder if Mike can record on Friday. I'm like, I got to get up, got to get up. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we've been on a pretty good roll keeping the show on Thursdays. I know we'll have a big change here coming up soon, but uh, right now we're keeping it up on Thursdays and uh, we we, we like to please the audience, and uh, I think t- you know tonight's episode of Impact was uh, was decently pleasing. I would say we we got the big payoff on the the Mickey James and Chelsea thing that we've been saying for months is going about to happen. Time. Yeah, uh, and I'm I'm real excited about that. I'm glad that it finally happened because uh, and and we'll get to the segment, but I think that Impact is going to be much better off with the heel. Oh the heel yes. Chelsea Green. Yeah. Oh oh absolutely yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we'll get into the show. Uh, first, we'll talk about BTI. Uh, Shira. Princess of Power. Yep. Sorry. Sorry, not Skeletor, not He Man, but nah. Shira. Uh, de- defeated Crazy Steve, and that was BTI. Thank you for talking BTI with us, everybody. Thank you. She used the the sword of power to defeat him. <laughs> Sorry, we were watching uh, He Man and Shira earlier this week, so it was in my head. The new the new Masters of the Universe on Netflix or old school? No, old school. I haven't watched the new one yet. My kid watched the the first episode of the new Kevin Smith He Man, and He Man died, and like he's six. He's like done done and he walked out he refuses to watch any of the new one I, the rest of it i that kind of happened to me too <laughs> I, mean, like, I get it watch the first episode i was like wait is he man coming back i i get the feeling he's coming back eventually but i kind of just lost interest uh i need to pick it up again though but i think they i think they overplayed their hand with that one thinking people would would be along for the ride and a lot of people were like what what yeah. like yeah you kind of I don't know, man. You, it's like you ever see the movie Executive Decision? I it's have. an old movie. From, yes, great, you know what I'm talking about. Great movie, great, by the way. Great movie. Yes, yeah. they sold that movie to everyone as a Steven Seagal movie, right? That was the marketing campaign. Steven Seagal. Steven Seagal. He dies ten minutes into the movie, and they go, <laughs> "Bam!" Kurt Russell movie, yeah. which is an upgrade, but yeah. it's still a surprise. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> I remember he was all over the marketing for that movie, and uh, he dies like really early in the movie. That's so funny. I remember yes. that now. <laughs> like 10 minutes in, they kill him. You're like, what the hell? But it's great. It's actually a great idea for a marketing campaign because then you've, you're thinking one way, and they're like, oh, my God. It's kind of like, imagine if, uh, remember WrestleMania 9 when we thought Bret Hart might come out as a champ, and then we were left with Hulk Hogan as a champ. We all went, what the hell? This was like that, but good. Yeah. 
Uh, the show opened up with Alexander heading to the ring. He's still pissed about Musa invading his house. Uh, although I still, I still think that Jade opened that door and he kind of just walked in. So, but it was hardly an invasion. It was more <laughs> like a, uh, I'm just gonna step inside because you opened it. It's like okay, first rule of, of vampires, right? You don't invite them in, and they mm. can't come in. Yeah, same as same is true of stalkers and predators. Stalkers, predators, uh, salespeople, and family members. And family members. Very important to keep most family members (laughs) out of your home. Yeah. Some of them will never leave, folks. Um, Right, because if if they enter on their own, you can do whatever you want to them legally. But if you invite them in, that's over. Yeah. Uh, Alexander talked about not expecting Moose to be stupid enough to cross the line, but this is impact. We cross the line, right? Um, And go to his house and threaten Alexander's family. He told Moose that his days left as champion are counted and called out Moose to come out and face him. Moose came out and uh, said that he failed to protect his family. and He will also fail to uh, capture the title at Rebellion. Talked some trash about uh, his family saying he was going to be the the role model that Jet never had, which I thought was uh, kind of a good line. Harsh. Uh, yeah, yeah, it was a little, little stiffsky, brother. Um, but uh, you know, they they started fighting. They went to the backstage. They ended up going up on the uh, up on the balcony where uh, I think Kimono Wanalea once did a strip tease. They were up there on that balcony in the twenty three hundred arena, and as, uh, as they advertised to me every week <laughs> on ECW television. Yeah, yeah. So once the yeah, I think something happened and the power went out or something. So she just got up there and danced. But uh, <laughs> um, he tried to kill Moose. He tried to throw him over the over the thing. And um, of all people, Madman Fulton and a few other guys stopped him. So there you go. Um, cool confrontation there in the beginning, though. Oh, yep, fun. Yep. Uh, Scott Demore then confronted Alexander about almost killing Moose. Uh, Alexander threatened that he'll keep his emotions in check as long as Moose stays away from his family. So. Uh, there you go. More emotional talk between Scott Demore and uh, Josh Alexander. So, we're never, are we Stinks. ever getting that Demore heel turn, or no? Are we I done? I, I'm. It seemed like they were setting up for it, but now they seem to have cooled on it. So now I'm just going to chalk it up to bad writing. Yeah. That made no sense. So whatever. Yeah. Um. So uh, first match, and it was a good one, uh, Speedball Mike Bailey, who I've decided is uh, George St. Pierre. I, I don't know why it finally <laughs> dawned on me, but he's he's George St. Pierre. Like, that's yeah. his gimmick. You yeah, know, he's is. got the whole the, the karate robe, uh, the mouthpiece. He's coming out. He's a smiley baby face, a happy-go-lucky baby face. From, from, Mont- Qu- from Quebec, yes. Yeah, from Quebec. So he's, George, he's just George St. Pierre. I, I can't believe it took me this long to realize it, but um, – uh, Speedball defeated Laredo Kid and Willie Mack in an X Division Championship uh, number one contenders match. So he'll go on to Rebellion and uh, join the three way. Uh, I thought this was a pretty good match, man. I, I like all three of these guys. I'm glad that Laredo Kid didn't take the L on this one. It was the other guy who takes a lot of L's, Willie Mack. But uh, this was a, a showcase for Bailey here. Yeah, they needed that. Needed that. Bailey's Bailey's kind of right now. Uh, put the belt on him. That's my thought. That's my thought too, man. I mean, he's all over the place. He's mm-hmm. like literally. I was just on Twitter, and he's wrestling right now in Los Angeles for Game Changer Wrestling, and he's tearing it up everywhere, man. Yeah, I mean, like, I, I I'm of the mind that these guys that that aren't afraid to hit the indies and you know actually do do a little bit more work uh, are the guys that everybody should be building up, and they should be bringing their belts everywhere. Like last night in Dynamite, seeing Dax come out with the uh, the AAA tag belts, that's cool. Mm-hmm. 
it's nice to see other things. Like when I go to AAW coming up, I'd like to see some of those impact belts showing up with them. Right. Why not? Why not? Are you, so you're actually going to go? I think so. I'm, I'm, it's okay. going to depend on if I have to uh, coach that day or not. I'm, I'm okay. winning on a schedule adjustment. So Cause I'll Eric know y- tomorrow. Eric Young's going to be at that show. Right? Eric Young is going to. I that's uh, I sent that to you because that made me go, Ooh, I really should go to this. Yeah. Um, we'll, uh, well, we'll go ahead and go to the end here. Um, Laredo Kid went for a dragon run on Mac, but the ladder blocked and reversed into a razor's edge, which I thought was a cool moment um, because that got the crowd popping. Mm-hmm. Um, broken up by Bailey shooting star press. All men exchanged roll-ups and strikes, but at the end, Bailey got the ultimate weapon on Mac for the win. So, yep, good, good match. He's going to go on to Rebellion to face Trey Miguel and Ace Austin for the X Division Championship. He's absolutely George St. Pierre, which yeah. I didn't even think of until you just said that. Yeah, we, we might need to send a message over to Paul Fontaine and see, like, hey, because he, he watches the show, too. So it's like, dude, this is definitely George St. Pierre, right? Like, makes total sense. Mm-hmm. Um, we got a promo by the Bullet Club. Uh, and in the background, I wanted to make mention of this. I don't know if m- many people caught that, but uh, uh, Doc Gallows had the bandana on backwards a la Scott Hall and another tribute. So there were some Scott Hall tributes on the show. Um, I thought that was kind of a cool, a cool scene. Scott Hall by way of Tupac. Yes. 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 Um, which is funny. Scott Hall was like almost like a 40 year old white guy, uh, <laughs> mimicking Tupac, but, uh, Tupac was over brother. Tupac was over. And to be fair, they, he actually listened to that music. That's why those guys were actually cool as they paid attention to what was going on in pop culture mm-hmm. in the mid nineties. And Hulk Hogan pretended to understand what was going on. <laughs> Hulk Hogan just wore Jinko jeans and uh <laughs> I forgot and, about the Jinkos. <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh Lord. So Jay White talked about being screwed last week. He also said that the New Japan refs are screwing him too. This guy's getting screwed all over the place. Kinda like that well, kid from that kinda like that kid from Private Party who got his ass pounded last night. He did get his ass pounded and told everyone on Twitter that Sting pounded his ass. He got his ass pounded by a sixty three year old man. Um, usually got to pay for that. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but if you do watch, so if you watch New Japan, uh, Red Shoes is like the worst referee Terrible. in history. Like yeah. people bitch by AEW. And I'm like, do you watch New Japan? Have you seen the refereeing in New Japan? Like since Tiger Tori stepped down, it's been a disaster. So yeah, Jason Jay, got a point. <laughs> like yeah. he's got a big point. Yeah. Uh, he said that uh, when he broke up the pin and gave uh, gave the Motor City Machine Guns the win over them, he knew that Shelly and Saban wouldn't just accept a win like that and challenge them to a rematch next week, which I'm still raving about the way that they handled that the finish of that match because Jay White's got a gripe, but the referee did a pretty good job there. He just didn't catch that part. I, I thought the whole story made sense. I thought it was really cool. It's solid. Good stuff. Yeah. Um, Carl Anderson addressed the lumberjack match against Fallon by design and that they bring the titles back to uh, bullet club. So there you go. Um, you know, call always quality stuff with the bullet club here. Mm-hmm. Carl Anderson's um, an underrated promo when, mo- when motivated. Um, Raj Singh and the Shira shake, uh, cut a promo backstage <laughs> telling Bupinda Gujar that he missed a chance to join him. And so he had to call back Shira. Uh, Shira, who's actually uh, the OVW heavyweight champion. He's been doing OVW stuff, which I don't watch that. I just know did, that. that did he true. beat Mr. Pectacular? He did. I, oh. Man, well, I think we should find a clip of that. That would be a disaster to watch. Mr. Pectacular versus he followed, Shira. 
He follows me on Twitter. He's one of those guys that just follows everybody in hopes of following back. So I did the service. I followed him back. Yeah. I actually, I quite enjoy his content. I've never watched him wrestle since he left impact years ago, <laughs> yeah. but I see that he's told, he has told me or his Twitter page has told me that OVW can be viewed anywhere. So maybe we should view a little OVW and talk about it for our Patreon friends. Yeah. Yeah. There's no chance in hell that match was any good. No, God, no, no, <laughs> but I kind of want to watch. No, spectacular. Uh, what's his, what's his name? Actually, Jesse Goddard's right. Jesse Goddard's. Yeah. So he, he's followed me 17 times. I've never <laughs> followed him back. He just keeps following me. Like, I'll randomly get a notification. Hey, I followed you again, sir. And I just don't follow him back. I'm just like, I'm not falling for it, brother. Can't. It's the, Dil- it's the Dylan Bostic move. Yeah, yeah. That guy. <laughs> and that's the guy who his mom ran his Twitter, right? That would be Dylan correct. Bostic. Yeah, that would be that's correct. So funny. Yeah, so when I first started my old podcast account, I I started to do that. And then my timeline or my feed was it's awful. A, it was a shit show. Yeah. And people post dirty stuff on Twitter. I had no idea. I felt like I was sheltered. It was it was like a bunch of debauchery. So I had to just go through and unfollow a bunch of people because I couldn't scroll my timeline without worrying about going to prison. I Yes. First of all, what is allowed on Twitter is unbelievable. Like the yeah. things that are allowed on that site, it's shocking. Yeah. The key is if growing your engagement is very important to you, which is really not to me, but if you really want all those, this is for anybody out there who's trying to start something and you want like the, the, the wide net follower thing, it works, right? It works. You follow a bunch of people, but then Mike's talking about it is you need to uh, find a way to call your timeline a little bit. Here's the key. This is how I've managed to make Facebook viable for me. Accept any friend request that comes your way and immediately mute them. Yeah. unfollow them so i have nobody i follow nobody on facebook just brands brands and groups i go on there because family is the worst people to follow to like <laughs> read what they're putting on facebook because you have to actually kind of deal with those people and yeah. it's like you know what i don't need to know that my sister thinks that ukraine is a made-up country <laughs> that's just disappointing at all levels like i'm like oh yeah you know, I don't need to know what you think about anything ever again. Click. My family's in Missouri and yours is in Illinois. Illinois, sorry, Illinois. Noi. They're not that far apart. Your sister could be my cousin because she sounds a lot like my family right now. <laughs> Stupid. <laughs> so, I mean, that happens sometimes. So, yeah, that's my advice to you. If you want to grow your social media following, it does work. The ask everybody to follow you, get them to follow you back, and then immediately mute them. Yeah. Immediately mute them. Then you don't have to put up with their stuff ever again. Maybe that's what that guy is doing, and I'm the only one unmuted because I've never followed him back. It's possible. It's possible. Yeah. Um, Steve Macklin defeated a gassed and winded Heath, sweating profusely within 30 seconds. Man, long um, COVID Heath is a rough watch, man. <laughs> yeah, I don't know this long COVID Heath. I think it might just be out of shape Heath. Uh, I like long COVID <laughs> Heath better. I think that's funnier. It gives him an out. Um we, we will go to the end here. This match didn't last long, and it was not that good. Uh, Heath and Macklin continued to brawl at ringside, but as they returned to the ring, Macklin cut off Heath with a big 
backbreaker, which looked pretty cool. Uh, now in control, Macklin hit the crosshair spear to the corner for a near fall, but it would be, but it wouldn't be long before Heath made a comeback with strikes and a series of kicks built into an overflow DDT for a two count. Heath went for the wake up call, but Macklin blocked it, pinned Heath with his feet on the ropes, and got the win. Not sure why uh, Macklin is cheating to beat old Heath here, but uh, he did. And then after the match, Rhino returned and gored Macklin um, because Macklin gored him before. So there you go. Rhino got to get that heat back, brother. Yeah. Yeah. Matt, match not great. Uh, I'm not Ooh. blaming Macklin, though. I'm a, I'm a Macklin guy, so definitely not his fault. But uh, yeah. Oh, Heath. Uh... You gotta find the stair step or something. He's <laughs> yeah. he's looking he's looking rough, but you know he worked. He got that contract extension, so you know, good for him. I, I don't know that it's so much an extension; more of it is as a hostage situation. <laughs> <laughs> not for him. He's getting paid. Yeah, he's, 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 yeah, nobody else is hiring him, so he's not exactly trying to get out of his contract. Even so. Aldis is like, I don't know about Heath. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, speaking of terrible. Um, we got a new episode of All About Me with Tennille oh, Dashwood and her God, guest. This is brutal. Her guest Caleb, her guest interviewer was Caleb. Um, Dashwood forced Caleb to come clean about his loyalties to them or the inspiration. Caleb excused himself from the interview, only to find himself in a new episode of Locker Room Talk with Madison Rain and Johnny Swinger. Rain and Dashwood cornered Caleb and asked where his loyalties were, and Caleb uh, was forced to answer under a lie detector. So Caleb ran away again. So. When they yeah. did the Madison part with the locker room, they slapped the logo right over her face so you couldn't see her talking. And I just, that's just bad production. So I just started really <laughs> laughing at that. That made me crack up, but not as much as I cracked up when Johnny Swinger was talking about Tony Atlas's feet, like yeah. legendary foot fetish. <laughs> Again, that's a joke that 20 people get, but it's yeah. awesome if you're one of the 20. Yeah, $50 a head or $25 a foot, a foot brother. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, swinger, Swinger's great. I felt like everybody else in the segment was not, including Caleb. I didn't think, I just didn't enjoy him this week. And less is more. Caleb's up. Caleb's now got the Bobby Heenan gimmick where he's just going to wear that, that uh, or the Joel Gertner, whatever you want to call it, with like that, he's going to wear that neck brace forever. Yeah. Um. God, I hate, I was hoping this would be done. But it's not done yet. We're still gonna mm. do this thing, and I just hate life. Ugh. Yeah, just a waste of time. Oh. Um, but anyway, uh, speaking of awesome, actually we weren't, but let's let's do go to awesome. Quite, quite the opposite, actually. Yeah. Yes. Uh, we got a video package for Tomohiro Ishii. This was awesome. Soon to debut for Impact at the Multiverse of Matches, followed by that promo package was Jonah walking the streets of Philadelphia, cut a promo about facing Ishii at Rebellion. So he challenged him at Rebellion, said he'll put him down just as he did PCO. So we got Ishii versus Jonah at uh, Rebellion, and that is awesome. Um, I loved this Jonah promo. This had a lot of ECW vibes to it. Yes. You know, him wandering the streets of Philadelphia and just talking to the camera. Like, um, I love stuff like that, man. I don't think we see enough of it in pro wrestling. And it just, it took me back to a better day, you know, and I, mm -hmm. I quite, I quite liked it. The match is going to be awesome. Uh, Ishii is the largest giant in the history of professional <laughs> wrestling. Yeah. He's like five, six, but carries himself like he's six, five. Mm -hmm. He's, if you've never watched Tomohiro Ishii, do yourself a favor and, and watch him like the man he's like 48, 47, 48 years old. And like, he's a stone pit bull. He wrestles like an absolute monster, but he's like a junior heavyweight. He's got everybody <laughs> fooled. It's, it's fantastic. 
Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm excited about Ishii coming to Impact. I was hoping that Impact would get dates on him last year, man, and it didn't work out, but they got uh, uh, looks like they got two on him, so um hope we get to see more of him. More Ishii the better for me. I love that guy. Japan is open and it seems like the the floodgates are starting to flow back and forth. Boy, Noah took every no name independent guy in the world. <laughs> they took that Slex guy. Which is like I'm like, so clear they did not read my article. With no. based on who the Mecca Wolf, I'm like, really? These are the guys? Whatever. <laughs> but like, yeah, the the doors are open to Japan, so we should start seeing a lot more guys come in. At this point, I'll take Eddie Edwards back. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, the Impact Tag Team Champions, Violent by Design, Eric Young and Joe Doring, defeated the Good Brothers um, to retain the tag team titles. So it's a rematch from Sacrifice here. It was a Lumberjack match, so they had all the Lumberjacks around the ring. Not dressed as Lumberjacks. They're in regular clothes, though, which Bummer. is unfortunate. Yeah. Unfortunate there. You, I would like to see them in their flannels and uh, carrying axes and stuff like that. Um, so after some minutes, Young turned things around on Anderson, and now they had him cut off from tagging Gallows. Doran got a two-count with, with the rebound elbow. Anderson finally caught Doring with a jawbreaker and tagged in Gallows. Gallows cleared the ring and hit a two-handed choke slam on Young for a near fall, followed with an assisted neckbreaker for another. That was Doring, cool. Yeah, very cool. Uh, Doring tagged uh, back in and cut off Anderson, got a near fall after falling elbow from EY. Uh, match broke down when the brothers hit a magic killer on EY, but Diener distracted the referee, allowing Doring to toss Gallows to the floor. And then um, the Lumberjacks all fall- surrounded Gallows, and that allowed Doring to... Um, do a dive, which threw me off guard and never thought mm-hmm. I'd see him do a dive. Uh, and he didn't do like one of those ginger dives, you know what I mean? Where ever he like barely taps people and they fall over. Like he just threw his whole fucking body on these guys and they just and crushed them. So that was kind of cool. I, dude, I liked this match. I was ready to, cause one, I don't like the lumberjack matches in, in general. Cause no. like, let, when, name me the best lumberjack match you've ever seen. I don't think anybody could do it. Right. No. No, um, I was totally ready to shit all over this, and I was super entertained. I yeah. thought this was a lot of fun. Like it surprised me how how cool this match was. So kudos yeah. to all four guys involved. And I should have expected more because they're pros. But again, you know how it can be sometimes with the Good Brothers. You know, yeah, you never like, know who's you never know which version's going to show up. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. I guess being in the in the twenty three hundred, feeling the old ECW vibes, they just stepped up the game, and I was I was appreciative of it. I thought it was really good. Yeah. Just as Anderson was getting ready to hit the gun stun, uh, Bennett and Taven jumped in and low-blowed Anderson and allowing Eway to get the pin and win. Um, and there's a note here from the Observer guy. There was no reason whatsoever why this was a Lumberjack match. <laughs> well, the the reason why is because they're all going to have a match at Rebellion. Like, they're all – it's an eight-team match. So that's Multi, yeah. Multi-man tag team match. That's going to be a complete kerfuffle. Yeah. Um, um, I don't know why OGK interfered on the Bullet Club, though, because Bullet Club's heels, but – I guess we're all in this areas of gray. So everything is gray. Yeah, everything is gray. I mean, I got nothing. Else. I, I I agree. I don't know. I thought the same thing. But again, it's like there's no honor among thieves, right. and uh, they're not being. You know, honor anymore is not being. They're the alliance. They're not the NWO. So it is whatever it is. What it is. Yeah. So yeah, it looks like there's going to be an honor no more versus Bullet Club direction going forward. Uh, Jim Miller interviewed Tasha Steeles, um, asked if Santa, uh, Savannah Evans will be out there for her um, with her for tonight's street fight. Since Chelsea Green wasn't going to be there for Mickey James, Steele said that as a fighting championship, she would allow Evans to take the night off. Um, Steeles is a liar, by the way. Liar. She, she lied. 
Liar. Um, yeah. uh, another good match, uh, which is no surprise here. Eddie Edwards defeated uh, New Japan Pro Wrestling's Rocky Romero. So you have a Noah versus New Japan match here. <laughs> um, Whatever. Um, <laughs> Rocky is a New Japan guy. Rocky's yeah. office. Rocky's everywhere. If you have a television program, Rocky Romero probably wrestled on it in the last and, year. And lost. Yeah. And lost, yes. I don't think he's won a match in six years. No. But uh, Rocky's really good. Like this was a fun match. I loved the finish. Yeah. I loved uh, I loved uh, uh, Eddie countering the armbar and just stacking him up. I'm like, yes, that's a simple, effective finish. Um, actually, this is one of my favorite Eddie TV matches in a long, long time. To be honest with you, I really yeah. liked it. I, I preferred the Swan match over this one, but I still thought I this one it. was really good. I like it. I like this one. Um, this was this was fun. I'm really starting to roll my eyes at this whole, not starting. I'm continuously rolling my eyes at this whole Eddie is a Noah guy thing. Eddie <laughs> hasn't been in Noah since 2017. That's why I keep saying it. Cause I know, <laughs> but they keep saying it. Because yeah. Yeah. I, I, know, I know it tweaks you, so I have to keep saying it. But uh... Slex is a Noah guy. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Slex and uh, Mecha Wolf. And, Mecha uh, Wolf. And F- Kazuyuki Fujita, the champion. The, the best champion. wrestler in Noah right now is Fujita. Um, <laughs> back in the ring, Edwards took a tornado DDT, but Romero couldn't capitalize. Uh, Romero kept his focus on the injured arm. Romero went for the slice spread, but Edwards blocked it, hit a blue thunder bomb for near fall. Uh, Eddie Edwards has never pinned anybody with a blue thunder bomb. It's about as useless as Adam Cole's uh, Canadian destroyer so. or Sami Zayn's blue thunder bomb. Yeah. Has anyone ever won a match with a blue thunder bomb at I, any point? I don't know. I I don't think so. I don't think so either. Yeah. Uh, Edwards followed with a tiger driver, uh, which is funny on Romero. Uh, but Romero Didn't reversed the the B, the Boston E party into a triangle hold, um, only for Edwards to roll over, uh, roll Romero over for the pin. It wasn't a triangle hold, by the way, Garza. It was an arm bar. It was an arm bar. It wasn't a yeah. triangle. Yes, I was going to say, where is there a triangle in this? Yeah, I'm just reading the word. Oh, I get it. I get yeah. it. <laughs> I get it. Um, Yes, it was cool because uh, Rocky Romero was the second black tiger in New yeah. Japan. Who was the first? Uh, Eddie. Oh, Eddie, yeah, Eddie, Eddie, Eddie yeah. Guerrero. I, I man, I said that with very little confidence, but I kind of knew it. Um, uh, Black Tiger was also in TNA back in the early days, back in 06 too. By mm-hmm. the way, uh, as Rocky Romero. So mm-hmm. there you Good go. Stuff. Yeah, good, good, good match. Uh, after the match, Edwards attacked Romero until Jonathan Gresham made his return and attacked Edwards um, because Edwards, so this to- totally makes sense, Edwards uh, took out Gresham um, because Gresham was supposed to be a part of Team Impact to take on Honor No More. Uh, Gresham got taken out, and they were all asking who it was. Turns out it was Edwards the whole time. So now Gresham has made his return to enact his revenge on Edwards. So that story uh, never got dropped. He's back now, and uh, looks like they're going to uh, fight at uh, Rebellion. So that's going to be pretty cool. Mike, all I ask for is logic and continuity in my storytelling and make things make sense. I quite enjoyed this. Yeah, I, I think uh, everything connected. Even even the match with Rocky Romero and Eddie Edwards, um, that match made sense because they're just previewing the multiversal matches where they're doing New Japan versus Impact matches. So um, that made sense to me too. I think everything's kind of cool. 
I like it. I'm very curious to see what happens with Gresham coming up because with Supercard of Honor coming next week, that is the most, I think that for me, that's the most interesting show on Mania Weekend because we don't know what it is. It's like one yeah. of those PWG Vortex shows where who knows what's going to happen? <laughs> I, you know, <laughs> yeah. I don't. I don't even know what the show is going to look like. So, and the word coming down is that somebody is going to be announced as signing full time. I'm going to assume that's Gresham, your world champion. Right. Right. Especially because Bandito's, you know, doing stuff with mlw so <laughs> you know that, that's uh that's a thing so yeah it, it's uh it's fascinating like the career of jonathan gresham right now is really really interesting mm-hmm. because he's he's got the progress title out of wwe developmental program he's got the ring of honor title which is kind of a an aew developmental program he's wrestling on impact what a cool guy to be right now <laughs> yeah he's he's just kind of everywhere man yeah he, I hope I hope he gets a big contract. He is the forbidden door. There you go, uh, Jonathan Gresham, man. He's uh, he's had a good 2022. Um, oh, uh, this is a little interesting. Romero and Gresham didn't see eye to eye, but they shook hands. So there you go. Um, and probably the segment of the night, Johnny Swinger met Zicky Dice, who was quite enjoying Swinger's dungeon. Because uh, why wouldn't he? <laughs> <laughs> he came out of there and he goes, "Man, I saw somebody getting really stretched in there." Or stretched wide open in there, and I was like, "Oh my gosh, it's <laughs> great!" Yeah. Ooh. Oh man. So a uh, swinger challenged. Uh, he wanted to test his ability against Dice, and Dice was thinking that he wanted to do it inside of <laughs> the, the dungeon. dungeon. I think he thought that maybe something else, some other type of wrestling, was going to happen, and he, uh, no, he didn't. It turns out it was a tag team match. He never poo pooed it. Like, oh. <laughs> it's not like he said no. Like, he was considering the offer. <laughs> yeah. So Swinger is oblivious as to what happens inside uh, the dungeon. Yeah. As always. That's, <laughs> yeah. that's part of what makes the Johnny Swinger character work is he's like a child in a lot of ways. Like, he's just, like, blissfully ignorant of what goes on around him. Like, it's <laughs> fantastic. <laughs> oh, man. So swing, Swinger's Dungeon. I, I'm loving this already, man. It's um, working. Yeah. Uh, Hannafin and Ray Walt uh, ran down next week's events, including the multiverse of matches um, and the newly announced Alex Shelley versus Mike Bailey match. Uh, for next week, we got Josh Alexander versus Madman Fulton, Jonathan Gresham versus Kenny King, and uh, the rematch between the Motor City Machine Guns and the Bullet Club. That's a pretty pretty that decent is, card. That is a good card for next week. Yeah. Um, so now we go to the main event. We've got Knockouts champion Tasha Steeles uh, defeating Mickey James in a Philadelphia street fight to retain the title. Um, this match was smoke and mirrors on top of smoke and mirrors, ending with a big-time swerve that we all saw coming, so I don't know that we could even call it a swerve. Um, but uh, lots of interference here, so if that's not your thing, probably not the match for you, but I think they – we're telling a story, so this wasn't supposed to be a great match. So, good thing, bro, bro. <laughs> Vince Russo booked this match, bro. Like this was, <laughs> this was, was like 2002, baby. Yeah, it was, but I, you know, I think it, it got executed a, better than. What, oh no, it was, yeah. Oh yeah, for sure, it was fine. Like I didn't hate. It. I, I, I'm over. I've said this before. I'll stick to it. I'm over garbage cans in pro wrestling. I don't want to see them anymore. <laughs> Personal. I've just seen so many of them. Um, they were fine. They worked hard. I really like Tasha Steeles mm-hmm. and I liked uh, it, it worked for me because the, the ending angle, I really thought the ending angle was great. We've been calling this yeah. for months upon months 
And I did not see we'd see Zach Ryder. What does he call the or, uh, Cardona? What does he call the Rough Rider now? I keep the forgetting. Radio Silence. Radio Silence. It's Radio Silence on Mickey. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. Pr- pretty interesting. So, did you see? Uh, did you see all this tweeted about it? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, uh, you, did you happen to read my article this week, sir? I did not, Mike. <laughs> it's okay. Um, so, I at the NWA show on Sunday. I, I think it was on Sunday. It was Cardona versus Aldis. And in that match, Chelsea Green interfered and attacked um, attacked Jeff Jarrett, the referee. And then Mickey James uh, attacked Chelsea Green, right? And I kind of knew what happened a little bit at the tapings. I knew that the turn was coming. And so I kind of I put it together. So in my headline, I said, Jonathan Gresham returning to Impact plus NWA crossover coming. Not, not knowing that Aldis was just going to make the challenge tonight, right? But I, I just, but it worked. It worked out. So my prediction was right. So um, I, I said that it looks like that we're headed towards a mixed tag match: uh, Mickey James and uh, Nick Aldis versus Chelsea Green and Matt Cardona. And Aldis made the the um, the challenge to take care of uh, Cardona in an impact ring. So there you go. We floated this a month ago. Yeah. Right. So I'm not surprised this is happening. Um, I tried watching some NWA shows brutal um, mm-hmm. shows very hard to watch. I just, I don't understand why a music impresario hates guys walking into the ring with music. It's so <laughs> bizarre. Um, yeah. The fact if this happens, I would love to see Nick Aldis win the NWA title and impact because more people, you know, we dog on impact ratings sometimes, but way more people would watch if it happens on impact. than if it mm-hmm. happens in the NWA, like yeah. that's the truth. And I think it'd be, I just think it'd be more interesting here. I really yeah. do. Yeah. And better I, matches in this company. Yeah. And I, I like the crossover, especially mm-hmm. because we're coming up on the 20th anniversary of uh, TNA and impact and NWA was a big part oh, of the history. Yes. It, it I didn't makes, even think of that. It makes sense that you would have the NWA title at slam anniversary this year. Um, on, you know, on, on impact TV, man. I, I think that the all makes sense. And I'm glad that, uh, Bygones have uh, become bygones, or however you say that. Um, and uh, Billy Corgan and Aldis are there's no heat, or there, there might still be heat, but they're willing to do business now, so that's cool. And I think uh, Mickey James is a big part of that. Well, I, I do think Mickey Mickey is making some uh, bridges, building bridges across the pro wrestling landscape. Um, I believe that Billy's issue was with Dixie, right? Well, so I I think there there was an issue with Dixie, right? Because he did sue them uh, and trying to get control of the company. Because she lied to him repeatedly, right. but yes. But a couple of uh, a couple of years ago, when Impact signed Willie Mack, he was the NWA National Champion, and Impact then signed him. Willie Mack was not a uh, under contract NWA, and they wouldn't let him work some dates for NWA, and so that's where the heat was. So that was the last time I they, I heard that they had some kind of heat, and it was from that. Perhaps the NWA should pay people a living wage because <laughs> yeah. there's a lot of people that have just that got some attention on on uh, NWA, and everyone, oh hey, they're good. Hey, this Ricky Starks guy, yeah, he's good. Oh Eddie Kingston, he's still around, cuts good promos. Yeah, but yeah, he's good. Willie mm-hmm. Mack, very good. You know, I mean, this keeps this keeps happening. So. Uh, yeah, pay people. Yeah, but uh, yeah. So I, I let's go ahead and just talk about what happened here. So we uh, steals attack James with a parking sign, only for James to turn it around on her. James pancake steals into a chair, tried to follow up with the Mickey go round, but steals kicked out at two. 
Steals poked James's eye, went for the blackout, uh, but James blocked into the Mick DT, only to have uh, Evans pull the referee uh, off the ring. James tried to take Evans out, but got caught uh, and slammed into the ring post. Back in the ring, Evans attacked James with the chair until Chelsea Green ran down for the save, except she simply set the chair uh, up and sat in it to watch firsthand how Steels finished off James with a springboard elbow and a plancha for the win. And then after the match, Green was trash-talking James. Uh, James slapped the hell out of her. And then Matt Cardona snuck up into the ring and gave her the radio silence. And uh, they they gloated as the show went off of the air. So there you go. Um, overall thoughts on tonight's show, man. Thumbs up, thumbs down. What you first, got? first of oh. all, our man Garza undersold the slapping because they both yeah. slapped the shit out of each other. They did. They, they, did. they reenacted Suzuki and Akiyama from Noah. Just... <laughs> I was at bitch slapping. That'd have been inappropriate, but I said it anyway. So we we'll, wouldn't uh, be bit, we wouldn't be inappropriate on the show. That's very oh, far be it from us. <laughs> they slapped each other senseless. Mickey was lacing them like it was impressive. It was it was impressive. Those were some stiff shots. Yeah, I loved it. I loved yeah. that whole sequence. Dude, that angle had a ton of heat. Loved the angle at the end. <laughs> Um, I'm really glad that it happened. I thought the Philly crowd was awesome. Uh, I thought they booed the heels, which is cool, which sometimes you don't get in Philadelphia. Philadelphia, so. you never quite know if they're going to play along or not. Yeah, but uh, overall thoughts on the show, man. What would you think? Fun. A good show yeah. this week. Yeah. I Aside thought, I from it... you take out the uh, inspiration stuff, and it's a good, it's a home run. Not a home run. It's a good, uh, you know, good seeing eye single. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. No, I, I B minus. Yeah. yeah. I, but I, I thought the uh, I thought the closing show angle I thought it was excellent I really I thought enjoyed it yeah. made the show the show's decent but the closing angle which again we saw we saw coming all good nothing wrong with that it's the right decision yeah yeah speaking of the right decision you know what the right decision for you the listener is right now is to go to patreon.com slash fight game media and sign up for our premium service, uh, Fight Game Media Plus, and hang out with us a little bit longer because JD and I got some news to talk about. We kind of already talked a little bit about Gresham and uh, the NWA stuff, but we're going to talk about uh, the Rebellion matches coming up, Multiverse matches, Heath's contract, Davey Richards, um, and much, much more uh, coming up here uh, on Patreon. So stick around with us on Patreon. And but if not, we'll we'll talk to you guys on the free feed next week. Patreon, stick around.